the next time I do I'll give you the second lesson for that. Is that on play now or not? Yeah, that's playing. It's playing. Okay. Whenever I see a, a tin can, like something like that, it always reminds me of a game I used to play when I was a child, and you may have played exactly the same game, kick the can. Does anybody play as a child, kick the can? No? So you didn't have a child, or did you? Like? <laughs> this was a game to make the game hide-and-seek more interesting. Okay? So the game was played basically with the person who is the it would stand by the tin. Then we get a few people to go and hide. Then the person would obviously turn the other way. And then that person then would have to go and find those people out wherever they were. They would have to tag the person before they ran back and guess what? Kick the tin. Okay? So that's how it was played. And I remember as a child of playing hide and seek, but that's just a bit, a bit, bit more of an interesting way of doing that. Uh, and I perhaps remember playing that game, probably more so I would say with Oliver more than Elliot. And when there was, especially, have you noticed how children, especially I remember Oliver doing this, the children would go off and hide. And the person would turn around, count to 10, 15, 20, whatever it was. But it's amazing how children, when they've hidden, kind of shout out, come, come and find me. <laughs> I mean, a bit of a giveaway, isn't it, really? Because they're actually shouting where they've hidden. And little children have a knack of doing that. They kind of tell you where they are before you go and get them. So that's the game we used to play. So what we're going to do, we're going to play that game. Not for an hour, by the way. There is a point to the game for the sermon, by the way. So there's the tin can, which I'm going to place down on the step. Scott Bryden is volunteering to be the it. Right. Where is he? Where's he gone? There he is. Okay. Scott's going to be the it. And we're, going to, we're only going to have three children. I want Because obviously it's a family service when we get the children involved. Uh, not the adults, because you... you yeah. It's to find the husband's wallet. That's the, uh, the adult guy. So what we're going to have, we're going to have three children. Does Jonathan want to play? How to put Jonathan? <laughs> we have three age groups. Does, does he want to? Does he want to play hides? No. Okay. So we're going to we're going to have one team, a responsible team. Well, there's no responsible teams here, is there? So a nomination. Well, well done, Curtis. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have, Curtis is going to be a team. We're going to have one from, okay. I, I, so, okay, yeah, yeah, his hand, his, well, yeah, I'm not going to, it's him, but I'm going to pick everybody. So, YDS, yes, and uh, is there a younger one or not from the, Amos, yeah, because I think they're for two. Okay, Scott, just turn around a minute. You three, and now health and safety, health, no, please. I didn't know the layout of this building, so obviously I've come in blind to this building, not knowing the layout. We're going to be responsible about hiding, and obviously when you come back, if Scott finds you, the idea is Scott's going to have to find you, and then you've got to get back before Scott tags you to kick the tin. Now, it will be an adult, it will be a point to the children if they get it, but obviously a point for the adults if Scott gets it, if you see what I mean. Where's, We're not, the, where's the tin go? The tin is going to go, if you hit the tin, Scott, very well. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, there. <laughs> Kick his backside. <laughs> so we have the tin there, 
Okay. Scott's going to count for 20 seconds. So if you turn the other way, Scott. If those three can go and hide somewhere. But remember... Here's the three. You got the three, okay? Go and hide somewhere. Scott, turn the fucking. And don't shout out when you've found where you've hidden, please. It's a bit of fun. Get the kids involved. But I'll say there's a reason for it. So, what we're going to do, Scott, you're going to have to find them. Count to 20. Tell me when you've counted to 20. You're going to have to go and try and find them. And they've got to get back to this tin and kick the tin. That's the whole point. Kick the, it's hide and seek. Kick the tin. Are we ready? Yeah, do you want me to count? Oh. <laughs> I'm at 20. 20, coming ready or not? Coming ready or not? Go on, go and find them, Scott. Go and find them. Go and find the. Ch- see if you can find the children. No. <laughs> not behind you. Scott, will you give me... Okay, I'm only allowing 10 minutes for this game. <laughs> 10 minutes is alright because we've got to go out of the building before, in a half an hour. And it's probably going to lose the 10 minutes. I think we'll make it a bit more. Co- Scott, you've got to find an older child. You've got to find an older child. Stop him! Don't let him get. Stop him! Scott, you have to find somebody else. I'm going to have to just. I'm going to have to adjust the game, aren't I? Have you noticed how Scott's so competitive? (laughs) We have three more minutes. We'll give we we'll give Scott five minutes just to get his heart right. You need to go to the gym. Okay. So the, the whole point of this of that bit of game, bit of fun, a bit of light-hearted fun. But do you ever think anybody ever tries to play hide and seek with God? Yeah. Yeah, do you think people try and play hide and seek with God? Absolutely. 
Especially to the children. Do you remember the story of Adam and Eve? We all remember the story of Adam and Eve, don't we? They were told by God not to eat a particular fruit. And because they ate that particular fruit, God would not walk with them in the garden. They were ashamed of what they had done. And they didn't want God to find them, did they? Yeah? So what did they do? They went and hid, didn't they? Adam and Eve went and hid among the trees. But did God find them? Yeah? Did he? Well, if Scott was doing it, it might be different. But God always finds them because you cannot hide from God. doesn't matter what you do, you cannot hide from him. Do you remember the story of Jonah? Let's get into the Bible. Let's get into the book of Jonah. Now, I, sh- I would make a bit of a remark about Jonah, because everybody's going, where's Jonah in the Bible? Because it's not one of those books we actually lovingly know where that book is. We know it's in the Old Testament somewhere. So, yeah, I'll give you a few minutes to go to the index to find out where Jonah is. So, we're going to the book of Jonah. And we're going to go in chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 1 to 15. Okay? Jonah, chapter 1, verse 1. And it reads, One day, long ago, God's word came to Jonah. Get up and go to the city of Nineveh and preach to them. I have seen how wicked the people are, and I can't ignore it any longer. He brought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. He went to Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. But God sent a huge storm over the sea. Mighty winds and crashing waves threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. All this time Jonah was fast asleep down in the bottom of the ship. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this, he shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to you and spare our lives. The sailors decided they should draw straws to find out who was the cause of the storm. So they drew straws and guess who got the short straw? Jonah. The sailors asked Jonah, what shall we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said. Then the sea will be calm. This terrible storm is all my fault. The sailors were afraid and prayed to God. Oh God, don't let us drown because of this man. Don't blame us for his death. Then they took Jonah and they threw him overboard and the sea became calm. God told him to go to Nineveh to tell the people there to stop sinning. But what did Jonah do, children? What did he do? He went and hid. Well, he ran and hid from God, did he not? Yeah? He ran from God and he tried to hide from him. In Psalms 139, verse 7 to 10, it reads this. 
Where could I go to escape from you? Where could I get away from your presence? If I went up to heaven, you would be there. If I lay down in the world of the dead, you would be there. If I flew away beyond the east or lived in the farthest place in the west, you would be there to lead me. You would be there to help me. Take note of those that, that last line I said. You would be there to lead me and you would be there to help me. Hold that thought. Did God find Jonah? Sure he did, didn't he? God found Jonah. And do you remember where Jonah ended up when he got thrown overboard? In a big fish. In a big fish. Jonah chapter 1 verse 17 says, But the Lord sent a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the fish for three days and three nights. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I've called for help. And you listened to my cry. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. What happened next? What happened? Well, let's go to Jonah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah again. Get up. And go to the city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time, this time, Jonah obeyed the Lord's command. I, as a child, I used to watch, and I think it was on, I went through the channels of the day. I used to like watching Scooby-Doo. Who likes watching Scooby-Doo? Yeah, we all watch. Don't, all the adults put their hands up, the children put their hands down. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo and the whole team, what they used to do, which we don't know, we should all know, they solve mysteries, because that's what they used to do, isn't it? The mystery machine, I think it was the mystery machine, was it? But did you notice that Shaggy and Scooby were always scared in the beginning, weren't they? They were always petrified. But at the end of the programme, Shaggy and Scooby and the team always solved the mystery, didn't they? They always solved that mystery. Because that's what they were... That was the whole purpose of the programme. They solved mysteries. And I especially want to talk to perhaps the young ones here today. God may have a job he wants you to do. He may have a job for you young ones. And the teens. He may have a job for you. But you've got to ask yourself, when he calls you, will you run and hide? Or will you go where God sends you? Think about it. Will you run and hide from God? Or will you go? After all, where can you hide? You can't hide anywhere. You can't hide in a high place. You can't hide behind your friends. I'm not doing that, God. I'm going to hide here. 
You can't hide by going away somewhere else. Because you cannot do it. Because you cannot hide from God. And that's something that us adults also have to remember. Because some Christians hide behind their work. Can't do that, too busy. Can't do that, God. Too busy for that. Can't do it. Some Christians hide behind their circumstances. We know what, Lord, it's not the right time for you to call me. Not the right time for that. Circumstances don't fit your agenda. So perhaps, you know what I mean? And some Christians really hide behind all manner of excuses. Yeah? When God calls us, that's adults. Do we hide behind all those three things? Perhaps when the church calls us to do something, do we make every excuse up we possibly can? I can't do that. Oh, I don't want to do that. don't want to get involved with that. But perhaps that's God calling you to do something. Who likes the X Factor? No. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Scrub that one there. Okay. Who likes... Come on, who likes... Who likes the X Factor? Does anybody actually watch the X Factor? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I like the X Factor. I like the X Factor because some of the, some of the contestants have it are quite funny. But the X Factor. Now, some people on the X Factor are very, very talented. They are very, very talented people. And the judges have to be very careful who they put through to certain rounds. And I know the public votes, but it's amazing when the judges make a comment how that reflects on the judging of the people when they phone in. Especially when Simon Cowell does it. It's amazing how many people actually have a laugh at him, but they actually listen to what he actually says, and they will actually vote according to normally what he says. But normally on the X Factor, you've got people that have got a talent. Yeah? So the judges are very careful who they put through. Because at one time, if they get through to the final, they know the person who's going to win X Factor is going to make a lot of money. But they're not going to make a lot of money if they haven't got talent. So they're very, very careful. Now, when God calls you, he calls you for a reason. But he doesn't see anybody that hasn't got a talent. He sees us. He sees that we've got a talent. That's why God comes calling. The Bible tells us that God chose David to be the king of Israel because he was a man after God's own heart. In Acts chapter 13 verse 22. But even David did things that were not pleasing to God. Even David messed up. There were probably times when David wished he could hide from God. I am absolutely sure of that. But he knew it was impossible to hide from him. Listen to the words of David in Psalm 139 verse 11 and 12. I could ask the darkness to hide me or the light around me to turn into night but even the darkness is not dark for you and, and the night is as bright as the day darkness and light are the same to you we can't hide from God church, we can't do it He knows all about us. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. And what we're going to do before we do it. He already knows it. It's foolish to play hide and seek with God. 
Very foolish. So why did God go and look for Jonah again? Why did he go and do that? Why is God one day going to call on you? Why the yes? You teens. Why is he going to call on you? Do you think God's going to hurt you when he calls you? No, we read a passage earlier that said he wouldn't. God's not going to hurt you when he calls you to do something. He's not going to do that. The reason God comes seeking us is because he loves us. And God wants to bless us. That's why God is going to call upon you one day. That's why he's called upon us some adults now. That's why he's going to call on everybody. Who's, he sees a talent. He sees something in you. And he wants to, for you to use that talent. He wants you to use your talent not only to glorify him. But to bless other people. That's why he comes knocking on the door to you. Why would you want to hide? Why would you want to hide from God's blessing when he comes calling? Why do we do it? Why do we hide? Why? He loves you. He wants to bless you and he's going to do that to you young ones. I'm almost 100% sure of that. One day he will come calling. So to finish, let us pray. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful that even though you know everything about us, everything you know about us, that you love us anyway. Father God, let us not be like Jonah that went away and hid and thought, you know what, God's never going to find me here. Let's not be like Adam and Eve. God's never going to find us here. Let us be a church. Let us be a YDS. Let us be a youth group. Let us be teens. Let us be adults. That doesn't put all the barriers up to God. Because God can come and find us. Let us be open to the calling that he gives us. Because he can see a talent in us. Let us use our talent to glorify him. To bless other people. Because as the scripture says. God loves us. Amen.